Hello and welcome to the first Chiefs show. I am your chief, Ethan Parler. Now, firstly, I've watched a video from Nomad Capitalists. If you don't know who they are, they're on YouTube. And what they do is they help young entrepreneurs. And the way they help these young entrepreneurs is that they use strategies to aid for these young entrepreneurs to invest, to grow their wealth, to help them set up offshore companies offshore bank accounts, legal tax reductions, dual citizenships, high-yield international investing, cryptocurrencies, and low-tax living to keep more of your own money and design a life you love. Give them a look. If you want to get better or you want to help your grow your wealth, I advise you have a look at them. Anyway, in one of their videos, they were discussing if Boris Johnson could be a U.S. president. Now, don't fret, it's simply not possible. It could have been possible at a certain time. Back in 2016, Boris Johnson simply revoked his citizenship. What does that mean? Well, once you revoke his citizenship, he cannot become a citizen again. He cannot be protected by the laws of the US. However, let's get hypothetical here. If he did, keep his citizenship, would he dare try and become US president? It's, it's funny, it's funny, because first of all, you have to be living there for 14 years. As part of the US Constitution, individuals have to live in the States for 14 years prior to trying to run for president. The thing is with Boris Johnson, if he did win, if he become a leader of the free world, if he having more parties than he did for lockdown, Anyway, it's even not possible, don't fret, he relinquishes citizenship. It would have been a funny campaign if he ever did so, I mean, come on. Anyway, I'd like to move on for a moment here, and I'd like to mention about WrestleMania. Now, I love wrestling, I always love wrestling, I grew up with wrestling, I watched wrestling for years. Now, WrestleMania happened about two weeks ago, they were just phenomenal matches. I congratulate every single talent and superstar and professional wrestler in there. But I'd like to give my congratulations to the individuals who have won the championships that night. So you have Austin Theory retaining his US championship against John Cena. That was that was a ridiculous, crazy match. I mean, it's John Cena. I mean, yes, he's a 16-time world champion. Phenomenal record. Right up there with Ric Flair. On par with Ric Flair. John Cena losing to Austin Theory. Next match, Seth freaking Rollins against Logan Paul. That was a high-flying, high-stakes match. You have one of the formidable legends of the YouTube boxing scene, Logan Paul, coming out with his bottle of prime. When I watched it first time, I didn't have a clue who I thought it would be. I thought it would be Nicola Milano because he's done it before. The prime bottle presented himself. KSI! Who would have guessed it would be KSI? Great to see him there. Unfortunately for him, Seth freaking Rollins pulled him on to the announce table quick enough for Logan could even react and squashed his own friend. Next match, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Imagine being Rey Mysterio. I got a feel for Rey Mysterio and I got a feel for the family. He didn't want to fight his son. He didn't want to battle his son. He didn't want to have to do that. But congratulations to Rey Mysterio. Anyway, Next match, 
A surprise match. You know, the host of The Miz, Snoop Dogg. And the surprise for The Miz. Do you know what that surprise was? A surprise match. Pat McAfee slapped The Miz. Beaten The Miz. It builds way to the more serious and the more high stakes match that was the main event for night one of WrestleMania. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, finally reuniting against the Usos for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. Super kick after super kick after super kick. Somehow, someway, beating the Usos. Congratulations to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beating the Usos. No one thought it could be possible. No one thought it could be done. They thought Usos champions forever, but they beat him. I gotta give respect. Two demonic characters, one blessed by the dead man himself, one born out of the hell's lair. The demonic angels in hell, in a cell. The initial leader of the Judgment Day fighting the so-called leader that vanquished the real leader out of the Judgment Day. This match faced a lot of animosity and Edge pulled out on top. The final match, the main event, high pressurized stakes. Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. I was on the edge of my seat. I genuinely thought I believed in the story of Cody Rhodes. But I believe the story is a lot longer than anticipated. So swift and easy to defeat the tribal chief. When you thought he'd lose. When you thought that was it. Paul Heyman put it beautifully. Will this be the final straw? Cody knew he had it. But we all knew that Roman will pull out on top. WWE is now thinking to work or perhaps sell themselves to Endeavor B. Because if you don't know, Endeavor also owns UFC and so forth. And Vince McMahon's ideas is to combine the company that owns UFC. I'm a little weary because isn't it a little bit monopolized? Maybe even get the collaboration of UFC stars, WWE stars, combining them, working between each other to say someone's had their career in UFC or had their career in WWE, they could jump ship. Some acts have done that before. We've got the likes of CM Punk and Brock Lesnar who've done that before. However, I can't help but say it's then, now, endeavor, forever. Vince has a new style, a new hairstyle, a new beard style. He's got black hair now, he's got big bushy eyebrows and he's got a little tiny old 1920s moustache. Personally, fella, you look like Salvador Dali's uncle. Or better yet, even a forgotten Adam's family member. <laughs> I'm already teasing. There's yin and yangs, there's pros and cons to this, but if this the idea of building more brand exposure, building more opportunities for people who are in UFC, people who are in WWE to jump ship and work with each other and keep expanding, keep, keep branding themselves and keep growing, how am I to say no to that? Perhaps it would be Something we've never seen before. But there's some other views flying around. I'm on the same partial to this. I believe I believe in what's best for the sport. I believe in what's next for the sport. What's the next step of growth for the sport? And we've been quick to judge of endeavor what this all means. But I'm also thinking about the people who play the parts, do the matches, do the, the work behind the scenes and in the ring. Obviously, be too quick to judge to say this shouldn't happen. I believe that what is best for the business, and if they do want to collab and grow and expand, perhaps it's too monopolistic. Perhaps it's too much. We're all together. We're all in the same huddle. But look at the benefit that it drew for UFC. Look how much exposure they had. Look how much ratings they had. Look how much they were able to grow. WWE just wants the same. Perhaps they just want to 
reach out to places that they still haven't reached. There are talent agencies and people that you can bring into this. It's limitless. Anyway, that's a philosophical idea I like to express upon my first show. Something that I have thought about in life. There may be people who are selfish, obnoxious, ignorant, egotistical, or may flush you to no end. However, it reminds me of the bird seed and squirrel story. I don't know if you heard this story, but the story goes as follows. There's a fella who likes to watch birds, and he likes to take care of these birds. He watches the birds come in and eat the seeds. And then there's a pesky squirrel that crawls up the tree, crawls up to the branch and eats the seeds. He gets frustrated by the squirrel who eats the seeds out of the bird seed holder. I put these seeds out for the birds. Why do you keep nicking these seeds? Then he starts thinking, it is in nature's intent for the squirrel to also eat the seeds. And he started thinking, well, that's natural, right? The squirrel was hungry too. So he started thinking to himself, why must I complain about what nature brings? It's what they naturally do. How could you stop the squirrel eating the bird seed? How could you stop it crawling the tree? As Marcus Aurelius says, you can hold your breath until you're blue in the face. They'll just keep on doing what's naturally to them anyway. So with that in mind, the individual who's watching the bird seed thought, well, it's pointless to get, to get agitated. It's pointless to let it get to you. There's no point to get mad at it. The lesson is that it's, it's, it's nature's intention. You can't control the nature's intention. And a matter of fact, you think of this in nature. You think of this in your own life. You think of this in your own thoughts. You say to yourself, well, these people who are obnoxious, these people who are egotistical, people who are doing mean, nasty things in this world, can't control what they do. You can't control what happens, you can't control what they create. And it could be terrible, it could be life altering, it could be so much at stake. But the idea and the message learned from this is to express that you can't control these problems, you can't control what they believe is right to them, what they believe is what they desire to do, what they're, what they're fated to do can only control what you do. Easy said than done. So a lot that happens, a lot of adversities and challenges and problems that arise in people's lives or even just thoughts, feelings and experiences you have. But you must build the mindset and aptitude in the idea that you can't control what they perceive is nature or natural to them. Anyway, that is my thoughts. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Ethan Parler. Don't forget to check out The Chief Show all around, Spotify, YouTube, what have you, you name it, it'll be there. Thank you kindly for listening. I'll speak to you again soon. Ta-la for now.